episode of the Made in New York podcast with internet superstar Rick McGuire. Now, for some of you, that may, name may not mean anything. You probably know him better as Subway Creatures, who tells the amazing story of now not just the New York City subway, but subway systems around the world. So, tell us a little about yourself and uh, introduce us. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Rick McGuire, like you just said. Um, I started Subway Creatures as a website back in 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, this was actually before Instagram was even created. Um, then Instagram came along. I uh, decided to move the account over to that. And uh, before I knew it, it just kind of snowballed. Um, there were a lot of uh, larger accounts, uh, media outlets that picked it up and gave it credit. And it just started, like I said, it started snowballing. and. Um, people, people started not only following it, but they started sharing the content and, uh, you know, it's up to, I think it's 1.4 million followers now, which I never would have imagined, but, um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. So let's talk, we'll definitely talk about the work. Let's talk about the beginning for a second. Like what motivated you one to, to start the website and then two, to move it from that to a new social media platform. Exactly. So um, I I was doing the commute just like we all do, mm -hmm. uh, uh, going downtown, riding the subway every day. What was your regular gig? Regular gig. I was a TV producer. Okay. So I was working in in production in television and uh, taking the subway twice a day, seeing all the stuff that we all see, the the debauchery, the you know the the stupid, funny, bizarre things. And, you know, I just doing a quick search, couldn't really find any, any place that hosted all of this content in one, one spot. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this might be an opportunity. Um, so I started a website called City Subway Creatures. And, uh, you know, just, I, I originally started throwing up my own content. Uh -huh. uh, then people, when the account started to, you know, gain a little bit of traction, people started sending me content. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm not, I, I don't even have to go and film my own stuff. So people started sending me it. I started posting their stuff. And uh, again, that's where it started to grow legs. And uh, then I moved it over to Instagram. Which was about when? It was where Instagram came out, I think, about 2012. Okay. And, uh, you know, at the time, if, you, if everyone remembers, it used to just be pictures. Mm -hmm. And then they introduced video. And video were only 15 seconds long. Um, and then, then there was one minute long videos. Then came stories. So that platform just kept evolving mm -hmm. and it just kept being a more appropriate place for this kind of content. And uh, you know, I do have a Facebook and Twitter account, mm -hmm. but those, the following on those platforms are nowhere near the following on Instagram. And I think that that's mainly due to the fact that Instagram is becoming you know, one of the largest platforms that people use these days. Um, up there with, I believe it's YouTube as well. Uh, WhatsApp, you know, there's, there's a, a bunch of different platforms that have large numbers, but Instagram I think is the fastest growing, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I think it all depends on like the demo that you're it's, targeting. Right, right. And this, the demo for this page, I mean, thankfully, you know, Instagram gives a lot of insights into that stuff. Uh, it is, it, it is a little bit more men than women, but it's that 25 to 34 demographic that's huge. Right. And obviously that's, that's big for advertisers, that's big for people trying to promote. So uh, that's a really important demographic to have. And it's also the demographic that's mainly on Instagram. Right, right. So you get on Instagram. Tell me about some of, you, you had the website, website's popping, you decide to move it to Instagram. Tell me about some of like, the early days? The early days, um, which I think this is a good question because, you know, I, I've done interviews like this before and, you know, everyone just kind of wants to know the, the origin and then they move on to what's going on. But, you know, it's a good question that you brought up because there was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of, of, of a learning so, so curve. Let's, let's talk about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Trial and error. Like what, what were you trying and where were you seeing wins? versus shit that you were seeing not work? You know, there was, uh, to be honest with you, um, even though I make it sound like, oh, you know, the, the, the account gained a lot of traction and it moved, there was a lot of negative press as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I stuff that I didn't really think about. Um, 
And what I mean by that, you know, I was posting almost anything that people would send in. And that included, you know, homeless people. Okay. That included mentally ill. Mm -hmm. That included drug addicts. Um, stuff that, you know, even though I felt in my head like, oh, this is just the stuff that people are right. seeing, sending right, right. it in. It's a touchy it's, point. It's also touchy. It's also you feel like now I'm subjecting these people who don't really have a chance at defending themselves. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a main difference between the people who are doing something like a busker, panhandler. They're doing something to gain attention to themselves. Right. Opposed to the guy who you know, is sleeping on the train because he doesn't have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a main difference in that. And people, I started getting called out for that, and mm -hmm. rightfully so, in my opinion. And um, I, I started to realize, you know, people, it's really not vibing with people, mm -hmm. uh, certain stuff. So I was learning what was working, what wasn't. And, you know, you just start realizing that there's, there's, you need to focus more on the people who are doing stuff for attention. Mm -hmm. um, and even if they're not, there are other circumstances where, you know, I, I do a series now where it's, it's people sitting under signs and they look mm -hmm. like them. And right, it actually right. does really well. People love it. But that's an example of where sometimes someone is caught on camera for, and they don't mean to be right, right. and and that's an instance where I in, in my opinion it really can kind of go either way because right. there's nothing we're not I'm not harming anyone by doing it it's just they look like may a look like a person sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. under a sign so it's it's very innocent right. whereas you know there may be like I mentioned you know you don't want, you don't want to just the homeless guy who's sleeping on a bench right, or right. Maybe a drug addict who is clearly like high and passed out or nodding off. Um, there's just nothing even funny about that, mm -hmm. um, and and that's not the intention of the page. So you know, you, you, there was a lot of uh, learning in the beginning, and I, to be honest, I, I still am every day. Okay. I learn what works, what doesn't. Um, so what's something? And, and we'll skip forward. We'll go back. Yeah. Because you mentioned that. What's something that you remember at least recently or learning from? Right, so um, recently, maybe this was a week or two ago, there was a video of a guy who was trying to switch car cars, mm -hmm. and some other guy had his foot up and was holding the door shut. And then the guy put his foot down, and the guy opened the door, and he leaned into the subway car and started barking like a dog. <laughs> now, again, this is something where... Okay, I understand because this there was a lot of criticism about this yeah, post yeah, yeah. because people were like, "All you're doing is subjecting someone who's clearly mentally ill." Uh -huh. But then you read through some of the other comments, and people are like, "I see this guy all the time. He does it to try and make people laugh, so they give him money. Mm -hmm. He's a panhandler." Right. So it, that's what I mean when there's a very fine line of trying to find. Maybe the guy is mentally ill. Maybe. He's not. Maybe he's just a panhandler trying to make people laugh. Uh -huh. There is... A, so you let the internet be your filter? Uh, in a way, I try to really... I really try to filter stuff before it gets that far. Uh -huh. However, it is interesting, I think, to read the comments and see how people feel. Because there's, there's a, an aspect of the account where people not from New York just don't necessarily get it. Right. And if there are... I mean, their, their go-to about anything on the account are, this person's mentally ill. And we know as New Yorkers, that's... That everybody's mentally ill. Everyone is mentally right. ill here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to be mentally ill. I know Ill exactly here. what you mean when you say that, because it's, it's not, you know, I remember there were a couple comments for that specific post where uh, they were like, you know, every post on this account is just exploiting the homeless and the mentally ill. And you know, that's when I wanted to kind of, sometimes you want to just reach out in the comment section and be like, show me one other post as an example of what you're talking about. Right. But it's also, you're opening a can. Right. If the second you open yourself up in the comment section, mm -hmm. you could really be opening up a can where people are just going to start piling on yeah. or you're going to have people defending. Yeah. It could go either way. I'm, I'm totally okay with, with going back after trolls. Yeah, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Right, unless unless like there's some validity in what they're right. saying and then you're right. like, all right, maybe maybe this is a teachable moment. They're right, but what happened was 
then there were other people who were New Yorkers who were saying, you're clearly not from here. You have no idea that this is just every day in the subway. Right. Like, if, if you think that this guy's mentally ill, everyone is mentally ill then because, you know, this guy I've seen in the past and he does this to try and get people to laugh right. and he's trying to make money. And that's what I mean when I say sometimes it could go either way. Mm -hmm. But I think it was really interesting, instead of me jumping into the comment section and going after people, to watch people back and forth, back and, forth yeah. and watch that exchange. And you can see the New Yorkers or the people who get it kind of defending the page. And then you see the other people who, you know, because the other thing is don't follow the page if it bothers right. you. You know, that's a, there's a very easy right. solution to yeah, this. Yeah. Where, you know, I, I always think it's funny how people feel the need to kind of jump in and say how much they dislike something, mm -hmm. but there's a very easier answer where right. all you have to do is just unfollow, unfollow right. and you won't have to deal with this anymore. But instead, you're going to keep following, but you're going to let me know how much you don't like what's getting posted. Right. So, you know, I know that that's the way the world works now. Right. I know that, you know... Everyone's going to do that. There are going to be trolls. There are going to be the comment section, which is the Wild West. Yeah. I mean, you never know what you're going to get in there. Um, but that exchange and watching people, I think that that's one of the big popular aspects of the account itself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a meme page. It's not one of these accounts where, uh, you know, it, it's posting viral videos. This is posting content that's very relatable. Mm -hmm. And... I think that that's why people follow it and I think that that's why people tag each other and send it to each other because we've all been the person who's on the train and the guy with the smelly armpits are hanging over your face in a packed train, you know? Yeah. And we've all encountered, you know, these situations and, you know, not only that, but there's a lot of reoccurring characters where we all, you know, I'll post a video of a guy and everyone's like, oh my God, I saw that guy last week. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, hey, you know, they'll tag their friend and go, do you yeah. remember when we were going home that night and mm -hmm. that person, we saw that guy. Right. So there's a lot of relatable stuff that yeah, I yeah. think really uh, gives the account some life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, especially in New York, you mentioned at the top of the show that it's it's international now. It's, yeah. it's all, it's not just New York. Right. It's just New York has the biggest transit system. And the most, in my opinion, the biggest diversity of people that it's you're going to get all walks of life right and that's what makes new, the, specifically the new york subway system very special so let's go back to the beginning so you got this account um you're starting to get some traction on instagram do you remember like that first inflection point i do actually and it, um so i still to this day my uh my girlfriend as a uh, i think it was maybe like a uh, it wasn't even a birthday present. It was she did it as uh, as like this was the turning point. I there was something I posted of a guy pissing off the platform onto the tracks. Okay. And this was still in the growing stages because I don't even know if I would do that these days. Again, when I a little bit of an advantage that I had in the early game, there was no algorithms on Instagram. There was no. Uh, trying to beat these shifts of, you know, th that accounts are doing these days. It's almost impossible to grow an account these days because you're up against, you know, boosted pages and algorithms. So this was way before then, but I posted this, which probably would actually even get pulled down now because the Instagram police are just, mm -hmm. you know, hardcore. Uh, I posted it. The New York Post did a two-page article on the post talking about the account. Obviously, they had their own spin on it. They called me, and they wanted to do a, a phone interview, and I was all about it. I was like, yeah, definitely. This is great. You know, I thought we were going to be talking about the account and all that. And, of course, immediately came the questions, you know, what do you think about de Blasio and, and how he's handling this? And I realized, oh, of course, they're going to start putting a political spin on this. So I, I remained neutral, and I said, hey, you know, I, A, I don't even talk about politics with people. B... The page is not about this. I'm like, I'll give you any information you want on the account, the posts, all that. I go, but as soon as we start talking politics, I don't know that I'm really going to go down that road because I don't want to, the page isn't about that, and I don't want to make it look like I'm choosing sides. Right. However, the next day, they wound up doing a post online. And they told me, I don't know if this is even true, but they said it did so well online that the next day it was going to go into the paper. 
and it was going to be like a two-page spread. So the next day, I went out and bought a paper, and again, I, the account was not this big. I was so excited. How about. many followers do you think you were at this time? That's a good question. Uh, uh, it was obviously enough where people at that point were looking. Maybe it was like fifty thousand. Okay. Uh, again, at that point, that's a lot. At that point, I was I was very excited. I right, was like right, fifty thousand right. for me. Again, never would have imagined that. Right, right, right. Never would have imagined what I have now. Um, it came out in the paper, the two page spread. So my girlfriend went out. She got that framed, and it, to this day, it's still is in my bedroom as a frame that we have the actual article. Uh, you know, it's my interview, it's the picture of the guy, and uh, you know, it's, it's all talking about subway creatures. That day, after that day, uh, there was a radio show that asked me to come on. Um, there are uh, all the, because the media, the media is Once very one cyclical. Once falls, it's, they're it's, all gonna fall. They all yeah, wanna yeah. pick up each other's, and I've learned this through doing all this stuff. Uh, that exactly what you just said. When the dominoes fall, you know, so the New York Post did this spread. So now all of a sudden you have, you know, uh, what is it, AM New York. Right. Then you have New York One. And now they're all picking up each other's feeds. Right. And they all want in. So, you know, there was a lot of interviews. And I'm like, oh my God. So it, it was at that point I ran out, I got the name trademarked. Um, you know, I wanted to start an LLC. I just like, I just need to protect myself however I can, because this is actually, I was doing it as a hobby, to okay. be honest with you. So you're still working at that point? I'm still working. I, I was still working up until six months ago. Okay, we'll talk um, about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, the dominoes fell. Uh, the account almost exponentially grew, you know, and then you had larger Instagram accounts that were verified who were not only now using the content off your page, but they're also giving you credit, which is a big deal. Right. Um, and because of all of that, you know, now the audience is just flowing in and everyone's sharing it. And the huge advantage to this was that I was now becoming the first person to get what turned out to be viral content. So you're getting it before all these bigger pages. So it's, it's a numbers game, obviously, in social media. So when you get it first, everyone starts crediting you, even though you're not necessarily the source. Right. Um, but the one thing I was priding myself on was crediting the people who sent it in to me. I never was trying to claim any right. content as mine. And that was huge because Supporting it was an incentive. Community. Yeah, the people trust me. They know that sending me content, they're going to get credit. And plus, you know, people want that quote-unquote clout. So even if it's just their name getting, you know, tagged in the caption, yeah, yeah. that's huge for them. Well, it also probably adds in 500 to 1,000 followers. Right. Yeah. Um, so people, it's just an incentive for them to send stuff in. Right. So now, you know, I'm getting all this content that's amazing and it's coming to me first. There's also not really any other page that was doing what I was doing, so there was no competition. Right. So it almost created the perfect storm of a scenario of where an account is going to just kind of take off and grow. And I think that that's what happened. So you, you get this post article, it leads to a bunch of other things, you run out, you protect yourself, mm -hmm. right? And, and obviously in this period, you're seeing growth, growth, growth. Like anything, you probably eventually saw some low or flattening. Yeah. Talk to me about that, how that felt, and like what you went to go through that to get that next inflection point. Yeah, um, actually mine was pretty extreme. Mm -hmm. um, what ended up happening, this was, maybe a year or two ago, probably, I think it was actually two years ago. Uh, I'll remember, it was, I'll never forget, uh, I was right around Thanksgiving, and the account got hacked. Okay. And... So when you say hacked, you mean like somebody got your password and locked you out and like yeah. did whatever and they, they wanted? Yeah, changed, and they changed the phone number on the account, mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't even get the, you know, the mm -hmm. uh, two-step verification or authentication. Um, I'll never forget looking down at my phone, and I went to go check on the page, and it said, you've been logged out. And I was like, that's weird. I'm like, I've never seen that ever before. And I went to go log back in and it goes, this is, it not only said this is not the password, it goes, the account subway creatures does not exist. And I'll never forget my heart just dropping. And I went on my private account and I tried to search for my account and it was, it, there was, it wouldn't show up in the search. So I guess whatever happened, and this is what I found out later, very common for what hackers do, they got into the account, they changed all of the personal information, 
and then somehow made the account, even though it was still active, they made it disappear. So uh, it wouldn't show up on a search, but what they do is they, they take it down to make it seem like uh, it, it's not there. So you, basically you give up. Right. And then what they do is they change the name. Right. So that's exactly what happened. But what, what happened was I have a lot of friends who I DM with on that account. Mm -hmm. So I was like, guys, I'm like, your DMs are still active with that account even though it's not showing up. You guys have to tell me, keep checking it every day and tell me when that account goes active again. Because yeah. I, I knew it would. Um, at this point, it is, I think, 500,000 followers. So I, and this was like years in the making. Right. So I was like, I might even cry that the night that I found out, cause I'm like, it's gone. Right. It's gone. I just put eight years of my life into this, you know, and it's gone just like that. On, on a separate note, like at that juncture, did you have some like sort of backup system in place? Like, so everything that was on there, you had on hard drive somewhere or no? No. And that was what was even more frustrating because that five, the, those 500,000 people, I had no way of telling them that the account was currently hacked. Uh -huh. So what happened was the account did come live a couple days later. The person changed the logo. They changed, they unfollowed all the people that I was following. So those people couldn't necessarily see what was happening on the account. And they changed the name to Subway Madness. Now what they did was they wound up continuing to post Subway content. And then I started getting weird emails and DMs of other accounts saying, hey, uh, we saw your account for sale on the black market. And there was, this, there was this back page, and it was my account posted, and they were trying to sell it for $15,000. Um, but I guess no one was biting at that amount. So what the person was doing was they were trying to run the account to keep it active so that way they could sell it. Yeah. When ultimately what wound up happening was they kept it active until I could finally get in touch with someone at Instagram to swoop in yeah. and swap out the password. But that process was awful. And it was hacked for a month. I was without the account for a month. So to, to answer your question in the long run, that was definitely an ultimate lull uh -huh. of having to see, watch my account get run by some hacker every day and then not know if or when I was gonna get it back. It was, it was Did you ever awful. find out who the hacker was? No, and everyone kept asking. They were like, don't you wanna like go after that person and yeah. find out? And I was like, to be honest, I'm just so happy to have the account back at this point yeah. that um, you know, I, I feel like it'll never happen. I mean, it, it told me that the logins were coming from like Russia and then it got pinged over to Tokyo. So they were clearly using some kind of system yeah, yeah. that it, it probably wasn't coming from those pings. It was like right, right. all over the place, but um, you know, the logins were definitely coming from all around the world. And I'm just assuming, you know, if this person knew how to hack an account, they yeah. also knew how to make it look like these pings yeah, yeah. are coming from other places. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I got, I got a ransom email. Uh, saying that uh, th this is the most random thing. It, the, the email said, um, see, we had the email subway creatures created before you and we buried Bitcoin in there. So there's a significant amount of Bitcoin invested in that email address. We'll give you the account back if you give us the password to your, your email. <laughs> and I go, I don't know if you know how ransoms work, but you just told me that I have something that's more valuable than what you took from me. Like, I'll stick with the Bitcoin if that's how you want to play this. Like, it sounds like I have millions of dollars in Bitcoin. So, no, I'm not giving you back the password. And so, you know, they, thank God they kept it alive until Instagram or Facebook came in and uh, helped me out. But um, shortly after that, uh, I wound up getting verified, uh, which was huge because apparently that helps you if you ever get hacked again. It gets your account back faster. Uh, and it also protects you because there have been a number of uh, mimic accounts that have popped up. And, you know, th that was just the way to say, this was the first one, this is the right. official one. Right, right, right. So you get the account back. What is your, your and, and obviously you're happy you got it back, you don't wanna go to somebody's house and kill them. What's, what does that first week look like? Like back after a month, like I, I have to imagine that month, 
you probably beat the shit out of yourself. I did. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, the account came back to me. I think it was like midnight on a random weeknight. And I was so excited. Now, talk about that for a second. Was yeah. it like some special like email from, from yeah. Mark Zuckerberg? Like, hey, buddy, I got you. Uh, yeah, it was, it was actually... So I wound up having a contact there, just meeting. Like, honestly, you can't find anyone who works at Instagram. They don't so even, have, nobody admits they work at Instagram. No, no. Yeah, yeah. And you can't. So I was literally going on LinkedIn, finding engineers, just being like, please do me a solid, you know. It's a good it, yeah, I mean, I didn't know what else to do. Um, so I finally had a contact and they were like, listen, you know, here's how we're going to handle this. And uh, so I got uh, an email late that night and it said, hey, go in right now into the account and switch the password. Like make it whatever you want. They go, we don't recommend you use the same email because it could be compromised. Um, and I did and it logged the other person out. Mm -hmm. And whoever the hacker was, and that's when I knew I, I switched the cell phone number. I created a new email, and that's when I knew I'm like I think I I think I have it back. I wound up going into the account. I immediately swapped out you know the the logo. Um, there was a lot of content that they were posting that people were even writing, and this was this was where I I, I love the fans of the page. They were able to tell that it wasn't me the whole time. Because people were like, something's up with this page. Like the content, the captions are really bad. Um, it just doesn't seem like the same person. Does anyone know what's going on? And then my friends were trying to help by responding in the comment section like, hey, the account's hacked, this is a hacker. Um, because you have to also think, people were following Subway Creatures and overnight, all of a sudden now that they're following an account called Subway Madness. So it didn't make sense to them. Right, right. Um, and I went through the DMs. There was the hacker had been reaching out to people trying to sell the account through DMs. So I was able to kind of backtrack a little bit and see yeah. what had been going on. Um, the hacker was also cursing people out in the DMs. Like you know, it was it was really bad because it's stuff I wouldn't do. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and uh, again, I was just glad that the hacker kept the account alive, or else Facebook never would have been able to go in and actually get it back for me. Okay. So you know. Uh, in a way, it was a blessing in disguise. And uh, yeah, that first week, so I got the account back at midnight. Yeah. I must have stayed up for two or three hours just curating content, going through everything, deleting all of his old posts. Um, and then I actually had my girlfriend film me making a message to the fans saying, I haven't been running this account for the past month or so. Um, I got it back. I just wanted everyone to know what was actually going on. And in a way, that message was almost as confusing for them because they didn't. Some people didn't know it was a right, hack, right. and they were like, "All right, what the hell's going on?" Because people don't know me either. Right, right, right. So it's like, who is this guy? Why is he making a message about this? So I tried to dumb it down as much as possible, but you know, I felt like there needed to be some kind of explanation as to why then there were name changes and uh, what had been going on for the past month. So. You know, I was very excited. I spent that week just going through content, 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 and uh, trying to get right back to where I had left off. Okay. So, you talked about six months ago, you walked away from the regular job. Yep. Talk to me about, like, the thoughts and process that went up into that, hey, boss, I quit, and then, like, the week after, when now you don't have a job. Right. Um, so, I'll tell you, even to this day, it's mm -hmm. scary. Um, it's scary in the sense where you don't necessarily know, especially in social media, it's very tough to monetize, mm -hmm. uh, and have steady revenue streams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was working in freelance, so in a way it was a luxury because, you know, you're always, as a, as a producer, you're always looking for the next job anyway. Right. Um, you only usually live in that world as long as the project you're working on. So luckily the project I was on, uh ended so I was afforded the opportunity to kind of put a little more time towards the account but mm -hmm. then I wound up putting so much time into it that I realized I'm not even looking for a job at this point however there were I was trying to find ways of finding those steady revenue streams which I'm still doing to this day mm -hmm. I mean there's now a Subway Creatures podcast which we're trying to build the audience up on that and it's not as easy as I anticipated and, uh, you know, that's one way of, you know, finding uh, revenue streams through advertising on that. 
Uh, you can also do live shows if your audience is, is big enough. Um, and that's, I think, a little deceiving for some places because you, know, you go to a venue and they see 1.4 million followers. So they think, oh, a podcast, yeah, let's host it. There'll be a $1.4 million eyes on it, you know, and it's not the case because the podcast following is, is significantly It's a different lower. user. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. And there, I think the market's so flooded with podcasts that you really need to give people a reason to listen to yours <laughs> and why they should listen to yours over someone else's. And uh, it just didn't translate the way that I thought it would. And, you know, so that was one way. Um, you know, there's a lot of... Um, Advertising, I, I don't like to sell out. I don't like to throw ads on the account. However, on the swipe up stories, I feel like that's a whole different story. That's free game, so you know you can do swipe ups for companies on that. Um, you know, I also have another account called What Is New York, and you know that's very on brand. I think with what you have going on, mm -hmm. which I appreciate, and I think that we even talked about that prior yeah. to the show a little bit. Yeah, and. You know, that is basically subway creatures above ground. Mm -hmm. um, and that also, you know, creates a little bit of revenue. There's, there's uh, you know, you, you work with different brands, especially local companies who know that you're appealing to a New York audience specifically. So that's really appealing for them. It's nowhere nearly as big as subway creatures, but mm -hmm. I also only started that about a year ago. So, you know, that's still growing. And, uh, you know, by doing all these different, whether it's satellite accounts or different versions of Subway Creatures, whether it's a podcast or, you know, what is New York, um, you know, you, there are different ways to monetize. It's just, you have to be aggressive with it because it's not just going to come to you. You kind of have to go to it sometimes. So going to the monetization, because a lot of people, that's what they look for. Like, I, want, I want an account I can monetize. Yep. Talk to me about the first monetization and like what that made you realize? Yeah, um, to be honest, the first one, I, I don't know if I remember the first one, but I do remember maybe the first couple. Uh, I don't know which one was actually first, but I was very big on not selling out. I didn't, I didn't want to be one of those accounts that's posting Fashion Nova stuff, you know, and, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're like, oh God, you're, you're just watching people say, you know, what is this account becoming, you know, you're, I'm unfollowing it, you know, whatever the case may be. And um, so that's why I really wanted to, unless you're going to give me a large amount of money, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to put it on the account. I'll do it on the swipe up story, but not on the account, um, unless there's a way of integrating. And that was a lot of fun because the first time was um, Bud Light reached out to me and they were doing a release with the uh, premiere of Walking Dead. So what they wanted to do was have, they wanted to dress zombies up who were gonna carry around Bud Light cans and six packs and cases on the train. So they were like, go down there and make sh and film as much as you can and make sure this gets on your page. I was like, okay. So I went, they actually, had, they rented a warehouse out to do makeup. They did six hours of makeup on all these actors. Oh. It was legit. Yeah. And they clearly put a lot of money into it. And but they let you produce the content? Yeah. Okay. And they were like, just make sure it gets on your page. And to be honest with you, I mean, that's a case where I probably would have posted that anyway. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to make sure that it got on the page. And I was okay with it because it was so on brand with what we were doing. So I filmed all these zombies walking through the subway, holding Bud Light cases. No one even knew. I mean, yeah, you had to put hashtag ad in the right, caption. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But people were overlooking that because of what the content was. And they didn't even care. So it wound up doing extremely well. They, I believe Bud Light was very happy with the outcome of it. Um, and that was a perfect example of being able to integrate branding into a post that would have gone up either way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the money wasn't bad either. Right. And I was like, wow, I need to do more of this. Mm -hmm. And so now, not only... So then, what did that look like? Like, you had that aha, I need to do more of that. Yes. Like, what did you then do to do more of it? So I wanted to put a deck together. Mm -hmm. um, so that way I can kind of... I, but the problem was I didn't have the contacts to reach out. So now you're just basically cold calling. Uh, 
and, and by cold calling, I mean DMing brands and companies, right. saying, hey, if you want to work together, you know, I have a deck to send over. And, you know, you're not always going to get responses. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to get what you want to hear. Um, but, you know, when you show the results of the Bud Light campaign, you know, it does make a little right. bit of a difference because right. you're like, hey, here are the numbers that this did. Um, however, what you're not factoring in is how much money they actually put into that project, right. not just counting what they were paying me. Right. I mean, they dressed 60 actors up and spread them out all over the subway system. And then, you know, there was a lot that went into that. So you also have to explain that aspect of it too because right. it's not like I'm going to be doing all of that. Right. I'm just putting the focus on the account. Um, but between that and what I'm actually working on now is doing a deck for music. Um, I just did a project with Columbia Records with Hosier, the artist Hosier. Mm-hmm. And we went down the subway. He did a pop-up show. Mm-hmm. He sang four or five songs. It was amazing. He was amazing. And uh, the, the post did so well, I was actually blown away by the numbers on it. And uh, I was like, that's another aha moment I had where I was like, why am I not doing a pop-up show with these famous artists once a month? I'll reach out to all these record labels. So that's something I'm working on now okay. is the debt for that, handing out all the contacts in the record industry, in the music industry, and somehow collaborating with more musicians because it's just one of those New York moments where you're walking and, oh, there's Hosier singing in the subway. Right. I mean, there was hundreds of people gathered around and you know it was exclusive to my account, which was great for me. Right. And Hosier that week sold number one on the in the on the record on the right. billboard list. So, you know, I'm not saying it was because of me, right, right. but, but it I'm sure it didn't it didn't hurt. Um, you know, and so it's like let's let's do more of this. Yeah. This is this is great, and it's also a, a revenue stream where if I can do this and turn it into a subway music series, you know, all of a sudden people on the account, I can send a video saying, hey, in a half hour. You know, do a we're doing a pop up show in Times Square. You know, if you're in the area, stop by, and you know we'll be over here with you know whatever right, artist right, it is, right. and all of a sudden people will come. I mean, that's what happened with the Hosier thing. Mm-hmm. We did a 15 minute heads up. People started through like up. stories. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, Hosier even posted on his account. He goes, "Hey, I'm going down to the subway. I'll be at Rockefeller Center at seven o'clock," and. You know, there were thank God there were police there because right. there was a lot of people, and it gets a little you get a little nervous sometimes because you're like, wow, like you can't really c- control this crowd if you right. wanted to, and right. you don't know like what if what if all these girls are gonna swarm him, right. and what what happens then? He doesn't have security here, so it was good that we were in a popular area because there were gonna be cops there either way because we did that show in I want to say January or February. So it was still when the tree was up and not for stuff. So there was a big police presence there. Right, right, right. Um, and it, it was a lot of fun and, work, and it worked out. He was amazing. He was actually better live than in his actual songs. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, again, that's why I think using that example uh-huh. uh, is so critical to a deck to present to other people because then you can show those numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I also wound up doing was posting what I call bonus content on the YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And that, that went viral. That went front page on Reddit, front page of YouTube. Um, I think right now it has like 12 or 13 million views on it. And it's now like one of those recommended videos when you log into YouTube. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that was my video. And even though I can't necessarily monetize off of that because there's music copyright claims on it, mm-hmm. um, it still wound up getting me 40,000 subscribers on YouTube. Right, which, which, which helps you get to your 4,000 hours, right, exactly. which helps you monetize your Oh my videos. God, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's just, that's what I mean when I was saying earlier, it's just everything's connected in some way, mm-hmm. and even though it may not help you up front with something specific, yeah, somehow it's connected to other things and it helps, right. and that's another thing that I'm learning along the way. So l- let's talk about that connectedness, right? Because that's essentially the reason you and I are here today, is because yeah. we have a, a mutual friend who was a past guest on the podcast who had a pop-up show that I came to and we started talking and that, that's where we're here. How important do you think that is in growing um, in comparison to having the viral content? 
I think that that is, and, and it's so imperative. And I mean, the, the number of examples that I have, not only just this, but uh, so many examples from even day one of, of ways that that was working out. I mean, you know, I remember there was, there was a subway singer, Mike Young. Okay. I remember reaching out to him. He, he was a, a guy basically homeless singing in the subway for years, decades. All of a sudden, he got big. And his manager, he wound up getting a manager. His manager reached out to me, went, we just met for drinks. And it was just, just networking. He was the one who helped me get verified on, in the long run. Oh, wow. So it's like you things like know. that, you just yeah. don't, you never know. Just me DMing someone, mm -hmm. and then he introduced me to his manager, yeah. who then has a connection at Facebook, who then helps me get verified. Like, that's it. That's one, I guess, good example of that. Mm -hmm. And you just never know who knows who. You know, there's so many times where I've met people, and all we do is just exchange numbers, and it's like, oh, I met him at an art show. Yeah. Somewhere down the road, you're like, hey, man, I saw that you're doing this. I know a guy who does it. And all of a sudden, now you have an in. It's just... Having that Rolodex, and I don't—I guess I can use that word. And mm -hmm. Most people won't even know what those are anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, having a Rolodex like that is—it honestly, it goes such a long way. So, I mean, it really, like, I—I I couldn't agree more. I think Instagram is the new phone book, mm -hmm. um, and and just the, the ability to access people. But getting back to those those relationships, it's it's exactly. I've seen so many of those seren serendipitous events happen yep. just randomly. Right. So you've got a lot going on. You've got other accounts you've started. You're, you're six months into like this being your only gig. Talk to me about like the crazy, like in the back of your mind, like I'm not going to do this today, but like I want to do this at some point, maybe three, four, five years from now. Right. So, you know, one question that I get asked a lot is, you know, where do you see this going? Like, mm -hmm. you know, how, when, when is the Subway Creatures bubble going to burst? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't really necessarily like to think about that, but to, to, to your question, I think it is something that is in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, I am a one-man show doing this alone, so, you know, if, it, if you don't build it, it's not, they're not right. going to come. So, you know, you just have to keep, you have to keep with the content, and that's one of the good parts about the New York City subway. As long as it's there, you're always going to have content. And uh, you really need to keep kind of evolving, not only with social media in general, because as you probably know, you know, every day is a different story with these algorithms right. and, you know, there's a new tool or a new option. You've got to really keep up with that, which is a challenge. Um, but you also need to kind of evolve. So what I mean by that is whether it's the podcast. Okay, let's do that. But we've got to keep going because... You know, you can't, you can't get, get, get discouraged and then stop. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you were getting a little bit of traction and now you just stop. You got to keep going. It may, it may be a couple of years before you start seeing results, but you just have to keep doing it. Um, you know, this Subway Music Series, you have to keep doing keep sticking with that because there are going to be companies that want to reach out to you. And along the way, um, you know, you, like going off the network thing that you just talked about, um, you know, I have so many contacts now, whether it's the music industry, whether it's charities, all of a sudden all these art, uh, you know, galleries that you work with. Um, you know, there's just so many different connections in so many different industries that the options technically are, are limitless. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to keep sticking with that because uh, you just never know where, where it's going to go. But, you know, maybe there's potential potentially room for a TV series or, you know, everything's moving on to digital platforms. Maybe, you know, whether it's even a 15-minute show, maybe there's something there. So, you know, you just got to keep moving with this. And, you know, I think eventually if you keep doing that, you know, it's going to come to a point where there are big revenue streams coming in consistently. Mm -hmm. And you won't have to worry as much about how am I paying my rent this, this month. Right. So I have a couple of questions that came from Instagram. Oh, I love, uh, I love those. From, from a couple of uh, followers. So uh, Chef Josh, who is a uh, really dope dude. He's like a 15-year-old like, chef that's like working at Momofoku right now. Good for him. Insane. God, talk about... Yeah, really killing kill oh, yeah. it. Like, he, he's he's going to be a big dude at, at some point. Uh, wants to know, what makes the New York City subway unique? 
Well, that's actually kind of what I was going off of a little bit earlier, and it's a good question. So I think the amount of talent that's down there, you know, I mentioned the Mike Youngs of the world who wound up going on James Corden. Mm -hmm. He got his, his video went viral of him singing in the subway. He wound up going on James Corden. Next thing you know, he's on America's Got Talent. He is now touring over in Europe. Um, you know, there's a guy named Verbal Ace, who's mm -hmm. a beatboxer and also does voice impressions. Um, again, went car to car doing this. He's now on tour with Rascal Flatts, opening for them. Um, there's so much genuine talent down there that goes unnoticed. And I don't even want to say unnoticed, but I think they don't necessarily have the platform to showcase what it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm I try to do with my account. And I've done with even those guys specifically, and that's why I know them because I've worked with them in the past. I think that um, whether we hate it or love it, the New York City subway has this uh, feeling to it where it's almost like you're expecting the worst, but sometimes you get some of the best stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we're all in it together, you know. And what I mean by that is we're, we've all been on the train mm -hmm. where you're, you know, it's rush hour, and all of a sudden you know, the mariachi band comes on. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, ah, oh, for Christ's sake, you know, I, had a, I can't do this right now. But we're all in it together, you know, we've all encountered that a number of times. You know that everyone in that train is all in it together. And, you know, the relatable stuff that we all go through. We've uh -huh. all been there and we've all encountered the same kind of thing where the guy clipping his toenails in the corner or, you know, we've all seen it and we've been down there and that's what makes it so unique and special and it's also the biggest system in the world so you're gonna encounter this stuff no matter what when you have eight million people on top of each other in one subway system and it's the only one for, for 24 hours 24 hours it is there yes. now are parts of of the london tube parts that are 24 hours but it's the only fully 24 hour system yes. in the world and you know what i think a lot of people obviously as much shit as we talk about the new york city subway um you know, you have to remember, this system was built in, like, 1903. Right. And, right. you know, even though it seems like nothing has changed since then, right. for, for it to be that old and still be running 24 hours a day with 8 million people in the city, you know, I, I get it. I know that it's not always reliable, and, you know, there are certain things that we wish changed about it. But all that aside, you know, that system has held up for the most part, and... I think that a lot of people don't realize how like how sophisticated the shit is that happens underground. Oh yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Considering it's running on like 1915. Some of those trains look like they're from 1903. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so we have another question um, from TK Mills. He wants to know what your favorite breakfast cereal is. Oh. I am a huge cinnamon toast crunch fan. Nice. Uh, and I will say. A thing that I have always done my whole life, I mix cereals. I mix them together. All right, so what are some of these mixes? So it's like a Frosted Mini Wheats with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, little 50-50 action, and it's, uh, I, I highly recommend it. It may look a little weird at first, but it's, it's, it's awesome. I we're gonna, it's we're really gonna good. definitely, definitely have to try that. <laughs> that. That sounds good. It really does. Good question, though. I, I haven't never gotten that one before. So, last question, and I'm guessing you've gotten this one a couple of times. Um, this is from TK3. Talk to me about what running your account looks like. Okay, that is a good one. That, uh, at this point, it really almost is a full time job. Okay. I wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, basically roll over, pick up my phone, look at any, you know, weird notifications I have. What I mean by that is that I shut all notifications off for the account because my phone would basically, the battery would be dead. Um, however, every once in a while you get some where it's either, uh, someone reaching out about, you know, a sponsorship or, you know, so I try to go through those first because sometimes those can be urgent. Um, but then you have to go through the actual DMs, the emails, and start curating. You immediately start curating because, again, like I mentioned earlier, you have to, if you get one of these videos, let's say someone sends it to me, but then they're going to send it to two or three other accounts that have interns or other people running them 24 7, where they can post it before me mm -hmm. 
and you kind of lose a little bit of your edge because you weren't one of the first to get it out there. So what you're looking for are those really viral clips mm -hmm. where people, you know that as soon as I throw this up, people are gonna love it and the other accounts are gonna pick up. And a good example of that, there was a guy carrying a metal beam through the subway. And I got three or four videos, different angles and subway stations of this guy doing it. So I pieced them all together and for an entire day, it was almost a journey of everyone following the account. Where's the guy now with the metal beam? Oh, look, he's now transferred trains at 14th Station. And because the account's so big, mm -hmm. people are taking these videos in real time and sending them to me. Mm -hmm. And I have to be on top of my game mm -hmm. and make sure that I keep posting these because it now becomes a thing. I don't know if you remember when Balloon Boy mm -hmm. was flying. We all thought that there was a kid in, in the yeah, balloon yeah, flying. Yeah. And the country stopped what they were doing for the day to watch this balloon yeah, fly yeah. to the sky. I'm not saying this was that extreme, right? but it was kind of an example of that where uh, we all wanted to see where's the guy, or the, there was another example of a guy with a couch. He was mm -hmm. moving a couch by himself through the subway system. Mm -hmm. Where's the guy with the couch? So you kind of really have to be on top of top of your game when it comes to... So you're jumping yeah. between Instagram and email, Instagram and email like all day. Yeah, and you try to get ahead of, the, ahead of the curve as much as possible. You try to get through as many DMs as you can as well as emails, uh, DMs and emails. And then, you know, on top of that, now you have to move on to, okay, now what are, what's the podcast content going to be for this week? And then after that, okay, what kind of sponsorships or ads do I have lined up? So there, it, it is, and then that's just Subway Creatures. That's not counting the what is New York. Then you have to go over to that one and do the exact same thing. Right. You gotta load up the stories. You gotta make sure that there's a, at least a post, at least one for the day, possibly two. Um, so it's very time consuming, uh, but what keeps it interesting and fun is that you never know what you're gonna get in these DMs. Mm -hmm. It could be anything, and you have to watch it to know if it's going to be usable or not. Right. I mean, there's really dark stuff. Mm -hmm. There's, believe it or not, there's people filming, people jumping in front of trains Ooh. and stuff. So it you almost become desensitized after a while because you're just like, you know, I'm watching a clip thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be something funny. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden something like that happens. And then it could be something really funny. It right. could be something happy. It could be, you know, there was, a, there was a video that I remember opening up and it was just... Two, like it was a couple maybe in their 80s uh -huh. and they're just embracing each other on the train uh -huh. and you're like that's just really sweet like yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. more to it yeah. than this is just like a genuine moment um, you know it could be something really disgusting yeah. um, it just it, you just never know what you're going to get so that's what keeps it interesting but it's very time consuming you know you can only imagine living with a girlfriend who is like just put your damn phone down you know, for my once. wife tells me the same thing, and I only have seven thousand. So <laughs> totally okay. So you know, there is this addicting yeah. aspect to it, where you're like, you're like, I just need to keep going through content. But there, there is a human side where you're like, you got to know how to balance the two, and mm -hmm. you have to know, okay, it's time to put my phone down, at least for a little bit, and have some human interaction, get out of my apartment, and. Uh, Do you find it easier because your face isn't on the account? I kind of do that intentionally. I mean, I'm not against it, mm -hmm. but I also, this is ha exactly how I explain it to people. It's Subway Creatures is Subway Creatures. It's not Rick McGuire presents Subway Creatures. Mm -hmm. And it's the way it started, and that's the way it still is. And I just, in my opinion, I want it to be that way. Again, I'm not against it. I, I've said that to people, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we don't have to identify your name with you know what we're doing and i'm like no it's it's not about that i don't care it's just i don't feel like i need to step in front of the camera and then all of a sudden have people be like who the hell is this guy why is he there like it's not about me mm -hmm. um what i could do which is what i do with like the podcast you know i could do a side project mm -hmm. you know every once in a while there are times where i have put myself on the page where i tried to explain after the hack yeah. Um, I did a big thing with charity. Um, again, it wasn't wasn't doing it because I wanted my face out there. I was doing it because I wanted to bring awareness. We were going around putting shoes on homeless people, mm -hmm. and I wanted people to be aware that this program exists and how they can help if they wanted to. There are certain instances like that where I will I will definitely put myself in in front of the camera, but 
you know, for the most part, it is. I want it to be its own thing. I want people to take it for what it is. Right. You know, I just did a podcast a couple weeks ago where the girls were saying to me, you know, we didn't even know who the guy behind the account was. We didn't even know what to expect when you were coming in. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was a great point. I'm like, just looking at the voice of the page and the content, what did you picture? Mm-hmm. And they were like, we, for some reason, thought it was a black guy with dreads. And I go, <laughs> I go, that is so random. That's funny. I go, that is so random. I go, why did you think that? And they go, they just started laughing. They go, we have no idea. Yeah. Maybe it's the tone, the voice. Maybe it's the content. Yeah. They said, we don't know, but we didn't know who it was. Yeah. And I said, that's, I made it that way on purpose. They're, so it's working. It's working. And again, I have no problem doing it. It's just people love it for what it is. You know, I had a woman at the show that I met you at. Yeah. And she pulled me aside when she found out who I was. And she said she struggled with depression for most of her life. And my page is one of the bright spots to her day. And like that was probably one of the most moving and touching things that anyone's ever told me because I never thought about it that way. And she goes, I laugh at your page and it's one of the bright spots of my day. And I, I've been battling depression for a long time. Mm-hmm. She goes, I just felt like I needed to tell you that. And I go, I'm so glad you told me that. That is just one of those things that, again, I had no idea. You know, to me, the Instagram page is a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, it's fun to scroll through and see the celebrities that follow you yeah. and the verified accounts, it's just 1.4 million. It's just a number to me. It, there's no way to really, in my head, quantify that and, and, and make it tangible. So when I have random strangers coming up to me saying things like that, it's just... It's more valuable than that blue check following you. Exactly. Yeah. It really is. And that's really a good way of putting it. And you know, those are the moments that I'm like, as time consuming and as stressful as this can be, these, those are the moments that you're like, you know what, God damn it, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm like gonna keep going with this, this is awesome. And you know, even if that happens once a year, right. if that, right. you know, that's enough to just keep yeah. it going for me. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, listen, I, I think this has been amazing. I, I yeah. feel like I could literally sit here and talk to you for another five hours. No, thank you for having me. Five hours I really Instagram appreciate you having me on. Before we leave, um, and you've probably been asked this, has there been a post that's like totally shocked you and blown you away as to like <laughs> how well it's done versus what you expected? And, and what, what did that teach you? Yeah, well... I guess in a literal sense, um, there was one someone sent in fairly recently about uh, someone who put human shit on all of the turnstiles and the card swipers. And that was probably the worst I've ever seen. I mean, that was really bad. And so what we actually did, we went down and as people were going through those exact turnstiles, we were showing them the video and getting their reactions. And they were just like, well, that's New York for you. Like it was such a New York response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I took from that and what I actually figured out afterwards, you just got to assume shit's on everything in the subway. <laughs> so in a literal sense, that's, that's probably the best example of that. Um, but I think going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, um, really the, the learning by experience when I first started the page, you know, there was definitely a couple times where I posted, you know, whether it's homeless people or, uh, you know, drug addicts just tweaking out on the train. And I, I just remember feeling like shit. I just remember being like, why, why am I posting this? Like, what, what is anyone really gaining from this? This is not, this yeah. is not like what I want this page to be. Yeah. And it was reflected in the comments. And I, you know, I took it down. And I, I remember at that point, that was a, that was a big turning point for me. Just saying like, I really need to be more careful with what I'm posting, because another thing that we didn't really get into, but goes hand in hand with this. When you have 1.4 million followers, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Okay. And you just have to, you have to assume that's 1.4 million, possibly more, who are going to see this. And they actually listen to what you're posting. They see what you're posting. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you say something that's maybe, you know, a little not tasteful or whatever the case may be, 
people are listening and like you there's a responsibility that comes with it and it's a big responsibility because if you even throw false information in there you could be ruining someone's life who's in that post you know and you've got to be very careful with how you go about you know running a page like that so um, you know that was stuff I learned early on and like I said I'm still learning today um, I'm learning every day about you know what people like what people don't like what people thinks funny what's not funny what to stay away from um, it's just every day is a learning experience especially when it comes to you know the interactions on the subway and, and the content that I'm using so you know that would that would hopefully answers your question but that was definitely something that I picked up from uh, from this account alone listen I, I definitely think you're gonna do a lot bigger and more amazing things and this well, is probably that, just man. the start yeah. so in a couple of years we'll sit down and you'll have 45 million followers oh, I can't wait. And I'll probably still have like 8 thousand <laughs> but it's alright it's okay no, I appreciate that. Man. But listen, I appreciate you coming. Thanks for joining. And I look forward to maybe like collaborating on something in the future along, yeah. along maybe a charity line. Oh, that's, listen, I'm always down for charity. Yeah. Again, going off of the uh, influence thing, you want to, when you have an account that big, you want to do something good with it. So right. I'm always down for the charity stuff. Cool. Appreciate Thank you it. very much, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it.